firm adherence to a code of especially moral or artistic values. The quality of being honest or having strong moral principles. Just a couple of definitions about a word which we probably hear almost daily in the workplace, in school, and at home. Everyone seems to punctuate the importance of this word. But do people actually practice integrity? As a matter of course? Hi, I'm George and welcome once again to your masterclass where I talk about things that we experience in our daily lives. This is brought to you by Cutprint Productions. It certainly goes without saying that integrity is what we can call the ultimate virtue. It embraces the breadth of what is good and ideal. Honesty, dependability, morals, ethics, and honor. Actually, practicing and living it, however, can be a bit of a challenge. In fact, a huge challenge considering the world we live in. We are bombarded by news of corruption, graft, infidelity, deceit, and all other words that are the exact opposite of what integrity is all about. The moment we wake up in the morning, these negative things confront us. Just this morning, I woke up to news that Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., was torn by rabid supporters of the incumbent president. This happening in a supposed first-world democratic nation like the United States. Shocking, to say the least. My daughter in New Mexico even quipped that she didn't transfer from a third-world country only to encounter such third-world behavior, enjoining Americans to wake up and shape up. While having coffee before breakfast, radio ruined the comforting aroma and taste of my brew with news about murder, impunity, callousness, corruption, and all things common in the world of Philippine politics. All these amidst claims and calls for integrity from officials. These egged me to start writing and talking about what integrity is all about. Some people may say I might try to sound holier than thou. Far from it. I admit I've had my share of dishonesty in my lifetime, and that's a long lifetime. Still, I'm thankful that every mistake I made was coupled with its corresponding lesson. Bitter lesson, in fact, but they really were lessons. I've been late for work, filched office supplies, padded bills, took the easier way out. Name it, I've probably done it. I remember the number one transgression in the sin hit list when it's confession time for us grade school students. Father, forgive me for I have sinned. My last confession was last month, when it was actually last year. My sins are, I told a lie. The most common number one sin. And then I stole money from my mom's bag. I cheated in the religion test. I disobeyed my parents. All these beg the question, what happened to integrity? This virtue was impressed on us ever since kindergarten, and we still go against it. Why? Because it's easier to go against it. So how do we practice integrity? Let's start at our most basic activity, going to work on time. It starts at that darned alarm clock. 
Most people I know set their alarm and then press snooze to get a few more minutes of sleep, which, more often than not, leads to oversleeping and eventually tardiness. I've worked in radio for more than 50 years, 90% of the time on the morning drive shift. So I had to wake up as early as 4 or even 3.30 in the morning just to be in my workplace half an hour or so before my program. All my life, I have never been late for my shows, except for a couple of times. And these were when I decided to ignore the alarm clock. When you have an appointment, a work shift, or a date, make sure you're there on time. I always advise my students to show up 30 minutes before the schedule. That way, they'll have enough time to get the lay of the land, so to speak, prep their materials and equipment, and get settled comfortably. It greatly relieves the stress one gets when he rushes into work. That's integrity. Great bosses or managers make for great leaders. And a very important trait is humility. I had a boss, the owner of huge companies, who had this nasty habit of screaming at his employees, including his officers, even in front of others. One day, during an executive committee meeting, we were in the conference room and I was seated to his right. The executive vice president was on his left. After gathering our initial reports, he started screaming, first at his EVP, he rotated clockwise, so I was going to be the last to bear the brunt of his fury. And so it went around the conference table until my turn came. He asked me a few questions, and he started raising his voice. Not quite a scream yet, but he was well on his way. I got a small piece of paper, scribbled something, and handed it to him. He took a look at it, and he suddenly calmed down. A few minutes after, he adjourned the meeting but asked me to stay on. I told myself, this is it. I'm going to get fired. So I stayed, and he immediately asked why I wrote what I wrote. You see, I wrote, don't shout at me. I'm right beside you. I can hear you clearly. And I told him, you know, boss, you're the owner and chairman of this company. Even if you whisper to us, we will strain our ears just to hear and understand what you are saying. Screaming at us just makes us lose respect. The guy apologized. We had a couple of drinks, and he never shouted again. The big boss apologizing and atoning for what he's been doing. That's integrity. Several years back, when I was a consultant of a group of companies, a bunch of men came to my office to offer me a deal. They were representatives of a government agency. They wanted to advertise in our radio and TV stations. The amount was in the millions. However, there was a catch. Only 50% would actually go to the company coffers. 20% will go to me. 20% to them as rebate or kickback, to put it bluntly. And another 10% for me to spread to others in our company. I immediately said no. It was illegal. They said all other networks were doing it. They even showed me to sign contracts, some of which had signatures of my friends, and that there was nothing to worry about. The deal was clean. I said no. 
They tried to sweeten the deal, telling me they can have a brand new SUV delivered to my house right the very next day. I still gave my regrets, and off they went empty-handed. Did I ever regret it? I realized I threw away an opportunity of earning a guaranteed one and a half million a month for the year-long contract with a brand new vehicle to boot, all tax-free. Know what? Regret never entered my mind, and until now, I still feel good about it. I may have had my dishonesty faces, but I've had some good integrity moments too. Standing up for what is right. And following the rules are important if you want to have peace of mind. When making a commitment or a promise, keep it. I've been guilty of violating this principle countless times, but I never cease trying to correct myself. You see, promises are not made to be broken. It can be as trivial as meeting deadlines, or keeping appointments, or delivering what is promised. My daughter has a rather nasty word for it. She once quipped that to me, that I was a flake out, and it hurt, cut deep into me, and I've never been more conscious of commitments ever since. Very minor, you might say, but it is integrity. Ever heard of credit grabbing? It seems to be a matter of course, especially in the workplace or the rat race. I've seen managers take credit, rewards, and honor for a project accomplished by his team. I've likewise seen managers blame their teams if things blow up in their faces. I've always said this, and I'm gonna say it again: If you're a manager, you stand up for your team in front of your management. You are responsible to your team, and the buck stops with you. Even if your team really screwed up, inversely, you don't put management down in front of your team, even if you don't agree with official policy, the travails of a manager, and the test of integrity. Most importantly, treat others with respect and always give them the benefit of the doubt. No matter who or what they are. They deserve to be given the light of day and be understood for what they believe in. The mark of true integrity, empathy, which curiously is one of my New Year's resolutions. Remember, patience, empathy, gratitude. Let's not give integrity lip service. Let's start walking the talk. If we invoke integrity, let's make sure we practice it. And remember. Integrity begets integrity, just like honesty begets honesty. Enough said. There's more interesting materials and topics for us to talk about in our masterclass, so make sure to join me again next week for episode 19. And if you missed any of our previous episodes, there aren't 17 of them. Check them out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. There's always a golden nugget in each episode. And if there's something on your mind, let me know at George at CutBrandProductions.com. That's George at CutBrandProductions.com. I'll definitely want to talk about what's on your mind. And oh yes, check out my weekly live stream on Facebook and YouTube called Boomers Banquet. All episodes are still on YouTube and Spotify and other platforms. I'm sure you'll get a kick out of it. I'll catch you again next week. 
My name is George, and this has been your masterclass. Stay safe and sane. Good night, and God bless. Ad maiorem. Dei gloriam. This show is produced by Cutprint Podcast Network and George Boone. Executive producer, Patsy Ferrer. Writer, George Mercado. Creative director, Christine Alido. Social media manager, Dia Escondo. Sound engineer, MJ Habal. Researcher, Lee Malcolm. To advertise, email us at podcast at cutprintproductions.com or call us at 0918-807-8478. That's 0918-807-8478.